John, as far as other things that went on uh, around the league today, um, let me ask you this. Who is who loses their job first? Matt Rule in Carolina as the head coach or Baker Mayfield as the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers? As soon as Sam Darnold is ready to come back, he'll be the starter, I'll guarantee you. And there was this unbelievable stat that Rule is like one in – he's been there two years. He has this terrible record when opponents score 17 points. He's only won once, and he's lost every other game. Matt's gone, and it's just a matter of which college job he wants to, to take. Dave Tepper should fire him during the season. Otherwise, if he waits till after the season in January, the college got, yeah, uh, jobs are going to be taken. In that case, he'd sit out a year and wait to see what comes up. But he's showing he's just much better suited for college after turning around Temple and Baylor. Does that surprise you, John? I know you're a fan of Matt Rule. I know you're friendly with Matt Rule. Matt Rule has been a guy who his his turnaround at both of those schools, Temple and Baylor, um, we're obviously part of the reason that that he was brought into the NFL, but he's got a little bit of an NFL pedigree. He's a guy who's been earmarked by the NFL for a long time to be a future head coach. Are you surprised it's worked out as poorly as it has in Carolina for him? Well, first of all, he's only in the NFL for one season, and uh, um, that was one season with Tom Coughlin, and everybody thought the Giants were going to hire him, which is one reason he got – $62 million over seven years, he had a good agent. And so I don't think uh, the way they're throwing the money around in college football, he may get more than that. He might. Go back because he is a proven product, great recruiter. I think he'd be really good at TV if he wanted to do it. But obviously he wants to coach. But uh, he'll be gone next season. Sam Darnold or Bay May I'm stunned Mayfield's playing as bad as he's playing over there. Yeah. It's not the people around him. He's just playing really bad. By the way, Texans got a big another break today when the Browns lost. I was that's about to bring that up, John. Two and three. Yep. Two and three. They play and all they do is play close games. Two and three, and all five of the games have come down to the wire. This one, though, they were leading uh they were leading big in this game early against the Chargers. Um, but Justin Herbert able to bring the Chargers back. Cade York has a chance to win the game with a 53-yard field goal, and he uh, he pushes it wide right. Um, so the Browns are now two and three. And as you and I have talked about both on this podcast and on Payne and Pendergast, it is not an easy patch of schedule that the Browns have coming up here um, imminently. I mean, it started today, but uh, they play the Patriots at home next week. The Patriots looked really good today oh, against the Detroit goodness. Lions. Matt Patricia revenge game. Um, then the Browns are at Baltimore, home for Cincinnati. They have a bye, and then they're at Miami, at Buffalo, and home for Tampa Bay before facing the Texans. That's that is a, I mean that's that's a tough stretch of football. Now who knows, uh, you know what these teams' injuries, the new concussion protocol knocked Teddy Bridgewater out today of a game. So Skylar Thompson played. Who knows who's playing quarterback for the Dolphins? But just on paper right now, how these teams are currently comprised and look. There's no – not only are there no gimmies in there, there's a few. There's a two or three games in here where the the Browns are going to be probably a, 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 a probably a six- or seven-point underdog in these games. Guess who gets to come back to work on Monday? Sean Watson. That's right. He can go and he can work and he can – he's been off on his own. Now he's back and uh, he'll be working for that big debut against the Texans at NRG Stadium, which – that's going to be so much fun leading up to that game. And then, of course, after it, as we talk about it, 
but uh, I'm stunned that the Browns are two and three, and it's not their defense has not played nearly as well as they thought they would. No, yeah, he's allowed back in the building, and then I think he's allowed back at practice a few weeks before that Texans game. I don't know the exact schedule, but for those people who think like he's he's banned from the building and he's not going to be able to show up till the week of the Texans game, it is kind of a a a smoothed you know, kind of gradual transition back into being the starting quarterback for Deshaun that includes him being allowed to go into the building. So, yeah, the Browns lose today. They fall to two and three. Um, and uh, meanwhile, I guess just a couple other ones to hit on, John, with you. Uh, the AFC South is now being led by the Tennessee Titans. 0-2 to start the season, 3-2. and Mike Vrabel seems to have righted the ship. They get an interception on the last play of the game today down near the goal line, Washington driving for what would have been a go-ahead touchdown, and Carson Wentz throws an interception, and the Titans are able to hold on and win 21-17. So the Titans now lead the division at 3-2. The Colts are 2-2-1, and and I feel like the gap between the Titans and the Colts, just in terms of the quality of the two teams, is way bigger than just one one half game in the standings right now. The Titans are doing just enough to win. Ryan Tannehill's not doing much. Derrick Henry had a 100-yard game, but it was barely over 100. Mike Vrabel is a great coach, and he's proven it. The commanders are awful. You know, they're coming here to play the Texans at some point. I tell you, the game I actually watched other than the Texans was the Packers losing to the Giants. The London game. Can you imagine right now in New York, they got the Yankees about to play the Guardians. They got the Jets winning big. They got the Giants upsetting the Packers. They got the Mets playing. By the time this comes out, we'll know if the Mets advance to play Atlanta. Um, and that if the Mets win, they'll play Atlanta or the Dodgers. Yeah. I can't. I think Dodgers, it's, yeah, because it's Dodgers, they're the four yeah. versus five, yeah. But what a great time to, to be a, a columnist or a sports talk shows host in New York because there have been some really – really bleak times for all those teams other than the Yankees in recent years. Yeah. You know, I really feel for New York, John, I just feel a soft spot <laughs> in my heart for the fans in New York. <laughs> Such a subdued bunch. <laughs> I, 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 I'm Brian Dable, the coach right now, they're four and one. I think if you had to pick a coach of the year, it would be him. And it's interesting to me. He worked with Nick Serio two times with new England. They had the same agent. And I thought that he would – I remember putting him on all my list, but they never interviewed him either time. So there's something there. And then I wondered, could they be – could people have known Dable and uh, Joe Shane would be a package deal from the Bills to go as head coach and general manager uh, or told people that's what they wanted to do. But it's kind of strange that he never – got any love at all here from Nick Casario. Yeah, it is weird. He's doing a great job in New York, doing a great job. Daniel Jones making just enough plays today to win that football game. That was a fun game. And Saquon Barkley, getting Saquon Barkley back. The two coaches who also coached Saquon Barkley before Brian Dayball got there uh, are probably both like, what the hell, man? Like Joe Judge is probably like, okay, this guy gets healthy, Saquon Barkley. I didn't get squat. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, last year of his contract. It's amazing how that happens, isn't it? Judge and Barkley stay healthy in the last years of their contracts. Yep, uh, absolutely.